Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. Did you know that you should never use paints or coatings on brick, block, stone, or mortar? It's because it needs to breathe. Instead, you can stain it to any color that you'd like, and yes, even the mortar too. Staining is 100% maintenance-free and permanent, unlike coatings. So why don't more people know about it? We wondered the same thing. MNN Masonry Staining is a South Jersey contractor that has partnered with the oldest brick staining manufacturer in the United States and is certified to use their proprietary products and over 45 years of staining knowledge. MNN is scheduling residential and commercial building estimates now. For more information, call Nick at 856 217 1750. Or follow M&N Masonry Staining on any social media platform. Today's guest is going to be a great interview. Been looking forward to having him on. He's known as the Process Maestro. We connected on LinkedIn, uh, I don't know, it was a couple months back, I think. Probably closer to maybe three or four months. And it was... uh, he was reaching out to me on, on LinkedIn, you know, sending me messages. And I don't really, really respond to too many messages when I don't know someone, but there was something that resonated with, with him, with me. And we connected and I said, Hey, let's, let's connect, you know, outside of, of messaging and let's, let's grab lunch. And we did that. And ever since, uh, he's been a great connection. Let me introduce him. AJ Patel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, man, definitely. And uh, I know we talked offline a little bit. This is going to get a little juicy, I think. I think it might. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted this to touch on that you're a fellow entrepreneur like myself. We have a similar path, but also very different. You have a uh, BS in mechanical engineering. You're a 2003 grad from Drexel University. When you got that mechanical engineering degree, One, what were you looking to do with that degree and what did you do immediately after college? So this is funny. So when you see somebody with a mechanical engineering degree, there's generally one of two things. It's cars or planes, right? Like that's, (laughs) that's why you go in. And uh, for me, it was like, I thought I was going to be working at Skunk Works for Lockheed Martin. And I did one co-op and I was like, I'm never doing government work again. So actually, when I was in college, I, (laughs) this is bad, but I guess I can't get in trouble for it now. I actually had my college pretty well taken care of. I was fortunate enough to have scholarships and stuff like that. So me and my uh, guy who became my my investing partner at the time, (laughs) we took out a bunch of our school loans, right? Because you can get them, they'll sign those off in a heartbeat. (laughs) We used them to buy our first property. (laughs) 
So we were going to be real estate tycoons right out of college. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so after right after college, where did you end up working? Because I, I see that you started at Philadelphia and Energy Solutions in 2007, which we'll talk about. But that four four year gap, what were you doing? Oh, geez. I did a few things. I, uh, I sold residential HVAC systems. I worked as a project engineer for a company that built these massive vacuum systems. I worked for a uh, real estate development company. So I did a few different things, project management mostly, just tried out a couple of different industries and then really landed in the energy sector, which was Philadelphia Energy Solutions. And for those of you out there that aren't familiar with that name, Sunoco is a name you probably know. And if you're a NASCAR fan, you absolutely know it. And so they had a refinery in Philadelphia. That's where I uh, kind of sat down and, and planted myself for, for about a decade. Yeah, almost two, 10 years. And you were, you were in business planning and process, you were a process analyst. Yeah. So, so I started off, I, I kind of had one of these as a career. So I started off as an engineer and then eventually moved into project management, large-scale project management, running teams, projects with lots of millions of dollars and lots of hundreds of people. And I did that for a while. And then I got into the business planning and the analyst side where, you know, my, my main responsibility with my team was purchasing crude oil, figuring out when to buy it, how much to buy. And it's not... Crude oil is not like, it's not like you go on Amazon and I'm like, Hey, I'll take that one. You know, and it shows up the next day. It's, it's an open market. So you have to put bids in every crude oil option out there is very different. So you have lots of variability in what you're getting. And so you have to make sure what you buy is correct because, you know, a mistake of a dollar here and there and what you buy could result in a cost of millions on the back end. So you have to be very careful. And at Philadelphia Energy Solutions, that was something that kind of pushed you to where you're at today? Well, I guess my question is when you were working with them, when did you know that you wanted to go out and do something on your own? That's a really great question, Nick. And when I was there, my, my biggest claim to fame was that I turned my eight-hour workday into a two-hour workday. And, and I did that consistently. I did that a few times, but the one in particular that stands out uh, was a particular position where the person who had it before me as I was training with them and learning what they did, what I realized was there was a there was a huge gap in communication, a huge gap in organization. There was a deficit of automation as well. And ultimately, I was able to come in and take these few elements and apply it towards making the position run a lot more effectively. So we ended up seeing more communication amongst the team. Folks were more focused on what it is that they had to do to make things happen within the refinery. And ultimately, we saw better results because of it. And, you know, I took that time and then reinvested it. Awesome. And, and then in 2016, you started Create Time Consultants. And <laughs> yeah. you're, you're five years plus and, and you have a partner, correct? Yes, I do. I do. Talk a little bit about that journey, you know, and, and just starting out. Yeah. So I, you know, create time is, is just a, 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 you know, there's been a few iterations as an engineer, we are really good at some things. Marketing is not one of them. So <laughs> it, took me, it took me a little while to figure out how to come up with a name that stuck. And, and this one seems to get a lot of <laughs> attention. And yeah, I have a partner. I have a great partner. His name is Neil Shaw. And I'll tell you what's really great about my partner, Neil, is that he was my boss when I was at Philadelphia Energy Solutions. Oh. So 
I left there, you know, um, you know, essentially created this company when the, uh, refinery itself, when that company shut down, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Are you interested? And he said, count me in. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's, you know, curious about, you know, an endorsement from somebody who I have done work for, you know, he sits next to me when we work. So, (laughs) (laughs) and he's involved with the business, you know, the day to day, like yourself, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He's involved. He gets, you know, Neil, for Neil, he gets more involved in the, you know, when we work with clients and we really help them kind of uncover their challenges. He's the guy that can really get in there and uh, hone in and help out with that. So that's, he's very much an expert in the field. Okay. Now I wanted to circle back. I meant to ask you, did you ever get your PE? No, I didn't. I did did. not. No. And I don't think I could get it if I went for it. (laughs) I never got mine either. Yeah, I didn't see much much need to. Well, I didn't want to be in the design end, which obviously you didn't either. So right, right. <laughs> I thought you know, coming out of colleges, I was I was already flipping houses out of college, yeah. so that was an interesting time, and I just didn't see the need for it, and I had to go back and do some of that calculus. I can I don't know I could do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about you saying you not knowing marketing and and what you have learned about the marketing piece, because, you know, what I said earlier about LinkedIn, and I want to hear from you as well, because I'm sure you get various messages for all the people out there that send messages to people on LinkedIn, just, you know, fishing for business. Hey, I get it. I get it. But something that that AJ does, which is what grabbed me is he provides value. He, he is constantly providing value on LinkedIn and, you know, very detailed value for what he's trying to offer his potential clients. And that's something that attracted to me to him because he was already providing that value. We were, we were a connection and he wanted to have a meeting. What, what have you learned with LinkedIn and how has that helped you with your business? So really when I took a step back and I, and I started thinking about how LinkedIn works and, and look, I didn't sit around one day and all these ideas came to my head. One, I tried a lot of different things and it didn't work. So, so that's the most important thing to realize is all of this is there's a lot of perspiration before the inspiration, right? And quite frankly, I went out and I hired somebody to help me, you know, learn LinkedIn and the, and the process there. But here's how you have to look at it. You know, just like in real life, you don't walk up to somebody and say, hey, give me your business, right? In real life, what you do is you go up to someone and you just say hello, Right. And as they get to know you and they see you and they see you at more events and you get opportunities to speak, what do you do? You just kind of give away value and you show people, here's what I'm capable of doing. Here's the type of thing I think about every day. Here's how I can help you. The magic of LinkedIn is, is that what used to take months and maybe even years of network building, you can accomplish in 90 days. And it's as simple as sitting down and saying, what is the thing that I know really, really well? and how I can help others. And then writing it all out and then breaking it out into little bite-sized chunks for people to understand. And, and for me, being an engineer, being so technical, I actually have somebody help me. So I, all of my content is original AJ content. It's my content. I get up, I speak in front of a video, I do all of that. Yep, love it. But you know, I have a wife for an English teacher. You know? <laughs> She's like, AJ, if you say things like that, it might kind of go over people's heads right? So she helps me understand how to speak in a way that people can understand. And for me, for me, that took a lot of work, but I really appreciate it. Good stuff. And and I love the videos that you started doing and obviously the very detailed posts. 
What, what have you learned about spacing your sentences? I noticed you were doing that. What have you learned? Yeah. So I noticed that, you know, the post that I ended up reading, it was because I could take each line in bite-sized snippets and it went even further, Nick. Check this out. So I started writing that way as a style on LinkedIn because what I realized was I could get my thoughts out and then I could realize what was a wasteful sentence and get rid of it. So that was the first thing. The second thing was it was easier in the eyes. And the truth is, is that we're all doing work on this thing, right? Right? Like it has to work to Mm -hmm. this. So when you're scrolling, you have to be conscious of what is somebody looking at. And two or three sentences can look like a big paragraph. So breaking them up, it looks a lot better. I ended up doing that now in text messages and emails. It's how I write my text messages and emails. It's like we are embarking on this new journey of how we are going to communicate simply because of how we have to you know, be noticed on LinkedIn. Now, isn't there something with the algorithm too? My understanding is spacing the sentences, I think, helps with, with algorithm. I, that's where I thought you were going to also go. Uh, if it means that more people engage and you get a positive something from the algorithm, then yeah, but I, I don't know that the post itself, I, I, I couldn't answer that question. I just don't know. Okay. Got it. I've, I've read something and, and it might be just what you just said. It's, it's allowing people to really take it in a little better and, and, uh, engage. Mm-hmm. I love it. So something that AJ does, he optimizes a plan of action. He creates effective work processes. He's improving team communication and incorporating automation. That's right. Talk a little bit about, you know, you creating time and how you started out very simple where where you had stated, I turned my eight-hour workdays into a two-hour workday, which I'm sure everyone is interested in. (laughs) And, And now you're helping business owners create time themselves. That's right. So it's a really interesting area. It's something that it's a natural part of how I am, which is I want to see how everything's working together. That's the engineer side, right? The leader side, the side of understanding people, the the side of, of really knowing how other people work, that plays into the rest of it, right? So we have our processes. We know how everybody's supposed to interact. But the engineer side says, hey, I can lay that out. We can all look at it. The leader side says, hey, everybody, let's look at it together. Let's build this out together. And let's really start understanding how are we really interacting? Because in a business, what happens is that we know that the order comes in and we know that the order gets fulfilled. But what's the kind of magic that happens in between? And when you start really unpacking that for a team and everybody starts seeing the little part that they play in it, there's a few things that happen. One, people start realizing, you know, how they can help each other better. Like, hey, you know, I know you're taking on this task, but really when I receive, you know, this this information from you, I kind of do that anyway. So don't worry about it. Boom. Just like that, you create an inefficiency. You don't even realize it because your people are now communicating about what they do. On top of that, I had a client one time, we laid out his process and at the end of it, he was like, why are we doing these five steps? And it was the old, it's the way we've always done it. Well, guess what? Toss it. We just created some time, right? You know, and now you're talking about this group of people. They're now vested in the process because everybody's working together. And you turn around and you say, hey, let's sit down and let's do it weekly. Let's do it, you know, daily. And let's talk about what everybody's working on. And now everybody's looking, working off of the same list of tasks. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. Somebody gets stuck. Hey, I'll help you out with that. 
or, hey, here's an idea. And what happens is you're improving communication and you're making your culture work a lot better. And then the automation element, that's so great. You need the first three first, right? You need a good process, good communication, good organization. Once you have those three things, you layer automation on that. And that's just, that's your hyperdrive. Got it. And then I just, I just have to have you talk a little bit about some of the companies that you have helped. The list is pretty impressive. And if you just want to dive in on how you've helped some, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I was just talking about one particular company where we laid out their work processes. They found a couple of steps. They tossed it. The real big value that these guys saw was, you know, they were a, they're a, they are a mortgage company, right? So for them, you know, they put a lot of time into, Hey, I'm working with this client and I really want to land them. And for mortgage folks, they don't get paid until the mortgage closes. So everything they do, they're kind of doing gratis. So it's really important for them to make sure that they're responsive, that they're on top of it. Well, if you've got a friend who's a mortgage broker, you're going to find out. Nights and weekends can get very, very tough because, hey, I need a prequal letter. I need this letter. I need that letter. This guy was like, how do I even make that happen? We're working nights. We're working weekends. Everybody's tired. I've got somebody full-time, but it's not helping. No, we figured out their processes. We improved their communication, got them organized. And then, man, when we put that automation layer on there, now he's not working weekends. Now he's not carrying his laptop to parties. Now he's not doing any of that. All his reps, they are just banging out work and they are busier than ever. I just talked to him today. He's like, AJ, I'm busier than I've ever been. He's like, you somehow got me busier because <laughs> he could be more responsive. <laughs> he can handle a lot more. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Is he working only two hours a two, two hours a day? Uh, the thing about him is as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I created time for him, he just found a, he found new ways to fill it. So that, that's, that's hey, familiar. <laughs> hey, look, that's, that's part of the key. You know, as entrepreneurs or people wanting to be entrepreneurs, you create the time so that you can actually, you know, then use it to create value for others. And that's what it's all about. How many people can you create value for? Yes. Amen, man. I just had this conversation uh, not too long ago that, someone specifically said, you know, they, they see me posting on social media or this and that, like, you know, aren't you busy? The question was, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely busy, but I, I don't try to work hard. Like I used to, I, now I work smarter and our business model has changed as a business pre COVID, which was probably good, but now it's just, the business has changed. You evolve. And like you said, as an entrepreneur, I'm so looking to help people I'm looking to to help myself even more so, so I can do that, you know, health-wise mm-hmm. and just so many things have changed. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And guess what? That's a huge thing, what you're saying right there. You know, as entrepreneurs, if we just focus the time that we do have on working on what our core uh, competency is, that alone, you start realizing where your time goes in the day and how you can use it properly. So, and also excuse my one gallon water jug. <laughs> I, I am less than two weeks from finishing 75 hard and you've got to get that gallon of water in every day. So, on the note of health, I am, I'm very big on that. Yeah. I do 90 ounces a day. Yep. Good stuff. So yeah, I mean, just a couple other notables. I mean, you've helped a fortune 500 manufacturing company reduce maintenance worker downtime by 45%. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about how you did that. So look, one of the things that I've done in my life, in my career, so I kind of went through all the different things that I've, you know, I was an engineer, I was this, uh, I was a foreman, right? So I was like in the trenches with the guys, with the tools, 
And this was in a very heavy union environment, right? So like here I am at the time, I'm like 29, 30 years old. Some of these guys could be my dad. And it's like, why are they going to listen to this guy with a piece of paper? Like what gives him the right to show up here? And, you know, and so the first thing I did is I showed up on my donuts and my coffee and I let them know that I don't know anything and they know everything, which is the truth. And that I was there to learn. And so I utilized that experience to understand what it is that those folks needed to be the most successful that they could be. And I started wrapping that into kind of the organizing and the planning of work execution for them. And it just, we just saw huge improvements because of it. Love it. And I didn't know that side of you. Appreciate you sharing, which is a great segue into the next topic. You know, pre-recording, we talked about taking the college path versus the tradesman path. And you have some strong feelings about that. You want to share a little bit about what you were telling me? I'm going to tell you, if I ever write a book, the title of it's going to be College Made Me Stupid. Okay. So, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, you know, we're sold this bag of goods that in order to have a life that's good to be middle class, college is the way to do it. And you know, we create these systems where we make people believe that we send them to school and maybe they shouldn't be going to school because not everybody's cut out necessarily for that lifestyle, but we force people to do it. And then we say, Hey, by the way, we're going to go ahead and let you take out all the loans you want to do so. While at the same time, we have people that are so talented and so skilled and so capable of doing things on their own, and they can't even get an SBA loan to start a business and start making money and creating value for people right away. And so to me, I think there needs to be a, a shift in, our, in the programming, a shift in the conversation. We need to be talking about America as being the greatest country in the world where you can do anything you want. I think people need to be, need help figuring out what that anything is. I think that's what we should be doing, helping people figure out, hey, this is what I love to do. This is my passion. And then helping them learn how to give that to everybody. We have a huge wealth distribution problem in this country. We have a few people with a lot of it and the rest for everybody else. And I'm not here to say, take it from them and give it to everybody else. What I'm saying is, let's all get a piece of it. And we're going to get a piece of it through entrepreneurism. And guess who's going to be the first person standing there waiting to shake our hands? It's the people who have it because they want us to have it. If we, if we take it from them, they just end up with it. And it's only because of their skill set. Well, it's a teachable skill set. We need to refocus and we need to go after that. And, and part of the reason why I love what I do, aside from the thank yous that I get from my clients, which are so important to me, is, is to know that they're satisfied, is also to know that I helped somebody stay in the game, that I helped somebody figure out how to grow their business, that I helped somebody figure out that not only can they, that they can have their cake and eat it too. They can run their business and they can be successful and they don't have to be super stressed out about it. And if we can help entrepreneurs do that and learn how to do that, learn how to build their businesses, you are going to solve the problems that we have in this country right now. So good. So good. You know, we, we've touched on a pre-recording. I mean, you know what this podcast is all about. You know, it has shifted into entrepreneurship because I've had, I have had challenges of, of getting tradesmen on to share their story. And, and, I, and I get it. This isn't something for everyone to come out there and, and tell their story. But like we talked about a pre-recording again, you know, some of the most wealthiest people that I've done business with are subcontractors who, 
who perfected their craft early and said, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on myself. I'm going to, or not, not really a chance, but I'm going to invest in myself and put all their eggs in the basket up in themselves and converted that into a thriving business. And they're thriving today, 30, 40, 50 years in. It's, it's one of the best ways to become you know, very wealthy. It is. Listen, I can't stress this enough. We live in the most entrepreneurial friendly, the greatest country on the planet. There's so much available to us. Just the fact that we're having this conversation right now, okay? We're having this conversation and it's because of a platform known as LinkedIn where what I said earlier, instead of spending three, four, five years just to get going, you can do it in as little as 90 days and you can accelerate that because it's all about networking. And when you understand how to bring that value to LinkedIn, how to create content and value that brings people to you, you don't need a million followers. You need a, a hundred. You need 500. You need people that are looking at what you're doing and saying, hey, this person can help me. And we all have it within us. And guess what? Here's the thing. I'm an entrepreneur out there doing this. Nick, you're an entrepreneur out there doing this. For all those entrepreneurs that are out there thinking to themselves, well, who wants to work with me? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I do. And I'm going to tell you right now, Nick does. You know why? Because I do, I'm, I'm the process maestro. I work on process. I work on efficiency. That's what I work on. I just had a woman that I bartered with, okay? She's a copyright. She helps me write content. She's really, really good at it. And she's starting out, right? Check this out. So we had a conversation and she said to me, hey, AJ, you know, I could really use some help with process, but I'm just starting out. And this is a story about why you don't need to have money to do it. Okay, so I want to preface that. She's like, AJ, I'm just starting out. I, I can't write the check. She, and I'm like, but listen, you write great content. This isn't going to stop. I'm going to need your help. So guess what we did? We bartered. And now I give her an hour. She gives me an hour. I get to help somebody because I'm in business to help people. And Nick, you're in business to help people. And so for the people out there that are wondering, how do I get started? What if I don't have enough money? No, what you have is value. Don't listen to what anybody has told you. Don't listen to your boss. Don't listen to anybody who said, this is all you're worth. No, you're worth so much more. You have value. You have something that you're doing every day that people need. I'm going to need it. Nick's going to need it. We're all going to need it. Realize you have that value. Get out there in the world and talk to people. And if you can't afford for the help, barter for it. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So for the people that are on the fence about leaving corporate America, they know they have value. They know they want to do something more, something different. How, how do they take that first step? Okay, it's real simple. Use your nine to five to fund your five to nine so you can leave your nine to five. Okay, that's the secret. You don't 
don't, you don't have to go out and quit your job today. You don't have to do that. Okay. But most nine to fives, let's be honest, you're putting out 50 to 80% of your effort. You're still going to get paid the same. They're going to need you there. So do your, put in your time, do what you need to do during your nine to five. But once you hit five to nine, put together a list of things that you think you are capable of doing. Start there. Start with understanding what are the things, what is the skill that I have? What is the value that I can provide to people? And start doing your homework. Go on LinkedIn. Find people on LinkedIn that do similar things. Look at how they present themselves. Start putting together an idea of how you want to help people, how you think you can help people. Write it all out. Go out and break it up into little tidbits. Post every day. Hey, listen, you might be working your nine to five, but that doesn't mean at 10 o'clock you couldn't go on that phone of yours and plop in something. You can write 30 to 60 days of content in one night. Yep. Now, did you do that? Yes. When you did do that? Because I certainly did. I've learned from it. <laughs> I actually, I'm always writing content for, and that's what, what I do is I, you know, I read a lot of things. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of articles. I try to stay updated in my industry. And as I learn things, as, as these ideas start coming into my mind, I think, Hey, that would make a great post. And I write it down. Right. And it's all written down in my, in my words, the way that I communicate. And then I have somebody help me make sure actually the copy I was just talking about. I have her help me make sure I'm using the best words and I'm crafting it correctly. Well, you can't get the best post if you're just, just kind of doing it on a whim like that and just throwing it out there and thinking you're going to, you have to think it through. It's not valuable if you just come off the top of your head. You have to think it through. I, I think you, you're doing a service to, your, to the folks following you if, you if you take the time to, to write it down and really think about it, make sure that it's done right. No, good share. And I wasn't referring to the post just to go back. When you left corporate America, like, did you pl have that plan where you were doing your five to nine? No, no. I, I was no, terrible <laughs> at what I did. I, 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 I kind of did the, I'm just going to go for it thing. And, you know, I went for it and I failed and then I went for it and I failed and then I went for it. And listen, there were some part times in there. There were some nine to fives in there so that I could just keep the lights on and, and I struggled but now I am where I am. And to be perfectly honest with you, if I was going to do it again, I would follow that advice. Use your nine to five to feel it, you know, to run a five to nine until your five to nine can replace your nine to five. It's a lot of numbers. I get it. But the point is if you do it, you spend three to six months, you barrel down, you can do it. You can absolutely, we want you to do it. All of us want you to do it. All of us entrepreneurs out there, we want you to make the leap. We want you to come join Come join us. Hell yeah. We see your value. I love to help. We see your value. Yep. Absolutely, man. Good stuff. So what are you excited about with your business? Like anything, anything you're working on, anything new that's exciting you? Yeah, you know, I've got a couple of projects, secret projects, so I can't really divulge too much in those, but we got some some big areas we're going into. As far as what I'm doing now is I'm actually going to put together a, an online course, you know, a set of master classes that highlight the basic steps towards creating time. So getting yourselves organized, working out work processes, increasing your team communication, you know, and then having a conversation around automation. I'm going to put together some classes there. Folks will be able to you know, log in, you know, we're aiming 15 minutes of video. Uh, I am the create time guy. So we don't need to have our classes. We're just going to get right to the point. And, you know, my idea there is, Hey, look, we might not be able to schedule an hour together. We might not be able to, you know, you might not be in a position like, 
so many people who are starting out are where, you know, we can sit down for an hour and get done the things that you want to get done. So I'm trying to figure out a way to get my message to as many people as possible. And by creating these masterclasses, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm really helping that happen. And, and for me, it's the bigger goal. How do we promote entrepreneurism? How do we give these tools to every entrepreneur who really wants them? These people want to be successful. They just, they need to learn how. And uh, so that's, that's something new and exciting that I'm working on. Exciting. Definitely. You're always doing something. So outside of work, your, your two hour work day, that is. <laughs> what do you, what do you, like, what are you passionate about? Like hobbies? I know you're a family, family man. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you, what do you like to do outside of your business? So number one, I'm, I'm all about my personal health, fitness, nutrition. So I'm 41. I'm going to be 42 this year and I've got a two and a half year old. And so my primary goal in life is I want to get every year with him that I can. Right. And I want them to not just be years where I'm existing. I want to be living with him. Just because the 30-year-old dads are out there with their 10-year-olds throwing around a baseball doesn't mean this 50-year-old won't be. I'm absolutely going to be doing that, right? You know, I try to keep myself in shape, keep myself active. And so that's a big part for me and my wife. We're up at 4.30 every day. We get our workouts in that early in the morning, and then we really take care of our health. So that that's something that I'm really passionate about. I'm really into, you know, other than that, I just like being outside and, and hanging out with my kid. And, you know, we've got a pool, we've got the backyard, we've got sports stuff. And, you know, he's just a two and a half year old boy who's 100% boys. <laughs> he's bouncing off the walls and everything. So he's hard to keep up with. You know, Love I like it. to work around the house. So, yeah. you know, we've got some renovation projects and mm -hmm. I'll be reaching out to you about some stuff. So it's all mm -hmm. good. The engineer in you, you like to get your hands dirty a little bit. Never ends, man. It never ends. <laughs> Love it. Now you mentioned about get you know becoming fifty. You're looking at a forty nine year old here. So um, my goal this year is to run five hundred miles, which I'm 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 a little behind track. I'm not I'm not you know totally on track right now. But um, I committed. Well, my my business partner, I'm not one hundred percent committed, but I we're I think we're going to do it. We're doing a uh, two hundred mile relay race in two days. So you, huh? they, they, they say you got to do something at least once a year that absolutely scares you. We call it the Masogi, which is a BYLR thing, Jesse Itzler. And this absolutely scares me because I'll be running 33 miles in two days. I've never done a marathon before. This is a huge. Now you're going to do more than a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it scares the shit out of me, which is why That's I want to awesome. do it. That's why I want to do it. You know? Yeah. So we're training. We're training, and uh, I try to get my miles in each day. And I don't. I, I certainly don't do it each day, but I'm trying. And uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a fun September. That's when it is. Hey, man, <laughs> you gotta live outside your comfort zone, mm. and and it's yes. so important. Listen, I, I want to yes. share this right, and I think yeah. I think maybe this isn't talked about enough amongst entrepreneurs to people who aren't entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs, right? One of the things that stops people is the fear, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to tell everybody this for as long as I've been doing what I'm doing. I know my stuff and I have this added dimension where I'm just a natural problem solver. So if somebody puts something in front of me, I'm going to figure it out, right? That's just naturally how I am. I still get scared. I still get scared. If I'm in front of somebody and 
I sit down, there's always like, what's going to happen here? Am mm-hmm. I going to, am mm-hmm. I finally going to meet my match? Right. And <laughs> listen, we, it's true. And I, I dare I say the words imposter syndrome. Yeah. That's always we all there. Have but it. We all have yeah, it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And perfectionism too. There, you got to get that, you got to get that out of your head because uh, none of us are even close to being perfect. And, and I'm We're not, not trying to, to be. It. I'm not trying to be. I, I think initially I, w- I was trying, but I realized quickly it's, it's an impossible thing. And um, you start to understand you're going to have imperfections the whole way through, you know? It's 100%. 100%. You're going to make mistakes. Here's the thing, though. When you're working with entre- other entrepreneurs, first of all, you get to choose who you work with. So most times you're going to choose to work with people you get along with, that you're compatible with, that you get along with. And guess what's going to happen? If you make a mistake, you're going to be like, hey, I made a mistake. They're like, all right, fix it. Yep. It's that simple. Do you want to share any of your contact information or anything else you want to, you want to sure. share? Sure. You can, you know, my website, createtime.today. So it's real simple, createtime.today. Hop on there. You see a little bit more about my story, what I'm about. I've got a free download available. It's, it's the uh, Create Time kind of time management tool where it's a spreadsheet. It lets you put in what you're trying to do, the tasks, the people you're assigning it to, and kind of, you know, whether it's complete or not. It's a great little tool. It's a free one. It's a giveaway. And then uh, coming on the back end is going to be a an upgrade in the next month or so where it's going to be really great. This is a great package, Nick. If, if you don't mind the plug, you know, for 98 bucks, I'm going to do a, a mini masterclass and uh, you're going to get this, this spreadsheet, um, this organization tool, which is going to allow you to organize your team. It's got some customization available to it. It's going to be real great. That's coming out in the next month. I'm going to make that available. So to start, go ahead, check out createtime.today, get the free one. And then as soon as I'm ready with, with the new stuff, I'm going, to, I'm going to reach out to you and let you know that's coming. Excellent, man. And how about your social media? You, you, you want to put any social media out there? Yeah. So you can check me out on, on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash the slash is create time. AJ Patel, you can look me up if you're, if you're connected to Nick, you can find me through Nick as well. Here's the thing. There's a lot of AJ Patels. So if you want to use the indexing and go that's through create right. time, yeah, <laughs> create time, just come and find me there. So that's what I've got for now. Uh, Instagram is at create time, but it's not set up yet, but it will be soon. Brother, man, I appreciate you joining me today. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, man. Good talk. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to be seeing you on LinkedIn real soon. Yeah, I'll be there, bro. Take care, buddy. See you. See you, bud. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.